Hello and welcome to This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition for the week of January 13th through 19th, 2018. This Week in the IndieWeb is a weekly digest of activities in the IndieWeb community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie News, and a summary of wiki edits. This Week in the IndieWeb is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing the following day. You can find the web edition of This Week in the IndieWeb, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at IndieWeb.org this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Homebrew Website Club will next meet in Baltimore on January 23rd, and the next regularly scheduled Homebrew Website Club will meet on January 24th with Nuremberg, London, San Francisco, and Virtual Homebrew Website Club confirmed so far. This week, Homebrew Website Clubs all over the world will be commemorating the milestone of 1 million web mentions sent in the wild. Check with your local HWC organizers about themed banners, cupcakes, or other ways to celebrate. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-HWC. Interested in starting a Homebrew Website Club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at IndieWeb.org HWC. The first Indie Web Camp Baltimore took place over the weekend on January 20th and 21st at the Digital Harbor Foundation Tech Center in downtown Baltimore, Maryland. You can find links to notes and videos from the Saturday sessions and Sunday intros and demos at IndieWeb.org 2018 Baltimore. All IndieWeb events follow the IndieWeb Code of Conduct, which can be found at IndieWeb.org COC. And all IndieWeb events are volunteer-run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. In IndieWeb-related events, Meet the Tag, a Q&A panel session with the World Wide Web Consortium's Technical Architecture Group, will meet in London on February 1st. You can register at ti.to slash w3c dash tag slash meet dash the dash tag dash London. Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community curated list of articles relevant to the Indie Web. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. In response to the announcement by the Huffington Post that they will be shutting down their community blogging platform, Several folks shared this post from Fred Wilson on Twitter, quote, You have to blog on your own domain. Medium, Facebook, LinkedIn, HuffPo will do what are in their interests, not yours. I've been doing it every day for 15 years this year. Feels great to own my archive, my brand, my content, myself. Danny Rodriguez at dannyrod.es published a Spanish language post whose title roughly translates to Roadmap for Danny Roads in 2018. Embrace the Open Web. In it, Rodriguez makes a detailed case for leaving silos in favor of indie web building blocks like WebMention, WebSub, MicroPub, and IndieAuth. 
The post also describes the new features and types of posts they hope to add to their site in the future. Colin Walker at colinwalker.blog published a post titled Owning It. In it, Walker shares his reasons for hosting his short microblog posts on his own domain, rather than hosting directly on a service like micro.blog. Michael Singletary at singletary.io published a post titled Fears of the Indie Web. In it, Singletary describes overcoming the fear of maintaining servers, software, and backups in exchange for owning his own content on his own domain. Happy that he finally made the trade-off, he is now concerned with the long-term survivability of community-driven projects like Bridgie, which connect his site to the silos where his friends and family still post. Ryan Barrett at snarfed.org published a post titled 1 Million Web Mentions. In it, Barrett gives some hard stats and some estimates on the number of web mentions sent from some of the busiest sites, and concludes that more than 1 million web mentions have been sent in the wild. Aaron Davis at readwriterespond.com published a post titled Reclaiming My Bookmarks. In it, Davis describes some of the ways that he has tried to own and publish bookmarks online, including Digo, Radio 3, and If This Then That. His newest strategy is to store his bookmarks in WordPress and publish them elsewhere with the Jetpack and Social Network Auto Poster plugins. And now, a selection of this week's updates from the IndieWeb Wiki at IndieWeb.org. New Community Members A new user page was created for Nitin Kana at nitinkana.com. Kana is interested in networking, virtualization, Python, and fiction. If you haven't already, now is a good time to create your own user page. It's a great way to introduce yourself to the IndieWeb community and to collect the things that you are working on or want to work on for your personal website. For more details, visit IndieWeb.org wikifying. Community and Concepts A new page was created for Blocked Subdomains, a list of several popular and typically free blogging or static file hosts that cannot be used to log in to the IndieWeb wiki. The wiki requires that you use your own domain to log in, rather than a subdomain of someone else's. A new page was created for Consultant, a list of folks in the IndieWeb community that have experience helping people set up and maintain their own sites, and are available to help you do the same. A new page was created for Prehistory, a collection of articles about the internet, networks, distributed and decentralized computing, hypermedia, and more, from before the web itself was created and launched. The 2018-slash-planning page was updated with initial planning details for the annual IndieWeb Summit in Portland, Oregon. If you've helped plan a summit or IndieWeb camp in the past, please give the page a look and lend a hand. Aaron Parecki posted a new set of templates on the wiki that allow the creation of pages which also function as slideshows, useful for presentations at IndieWeb camps. Documentation can be found on the template-slideshow-slash-doc page. Services and Organizations The micro.blog page was updated with a link to a post by Damian Welch Abernathy at phoneboy.com titled A Self-Hosted WordPress Blog with Micro.blog. In it, the author describes the steps and technical details that they use to make content from their WordPress site appear on micro.blog and to backfeed responses from micro.blog users to WordPress. The Facebook Master Algorithm page has been updated with links to two pieces, one at neimanlab.org and one at daringfireball.net, 
discussing recent changes by Facebook to make the newsfeed feature, quote, good for people. Both pieces explore the idea that, while it is too early to tell how these changes will work, they will likely result in less traffic for publishers that rely on Facebook for page views. The site deaths page was updated with a link to a post by the Huffington Post announcing that their contributor platform, a blog silo containing individually contributed content, is shutting down and will be superseded by new opinion and personal sections. Indie Web Development A new page was created for HTTPS admin tax, the additional amount of regular administrative work that you or your web host must do to keep a site running and available over secure HTTPS. While some developers are able to streamline and automate the process of securing and renewing certificates, this is nevertheless a recurring maintenance issue for many sites. And a new page was created for microformats overhead, the additional effort required to maintain a page's microformats markup when you want to make changes. While minimal, microformats markup is also invisible, requiring developers to check their results with tools beyond a visual check in the browser. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the Indie Web Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the Indie Web chat. This Week in the Indie Web and the Indie News Services are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode comes from Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org.